Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. And hi. hi. Are we actually recording? We're actually recording. I was looking at pictures of the Beatles. Okay. I just listened to a podcast about um, the nineteen sixty nine single "Ballad of John and Yoko," and it talked about the photograph of the single cover, the forty five cover. Right. And I've never seen it taken by Linda McCartney, and it's really really cool. Um, and I didn't know we started recording. Hi. Hi. Is that how it goes? Hello, and welcome to. Sugary Brew. Sugary Brew. I'm James Brewer, the brew of Sugary Brew. I'm Danny Sugar, sugary of Sugary Brew. Sugary Dan. In Spanish, E is and. So, sugar. With sugar, E brew. Azúcar E. Azúcar E. Anna. 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 We Anna. need you. Anna, what, what's the word for brew in Spanish? Hang on, she's working, sorry. Oh, she's got a headphone. Uh, incidental music. <laughs> We should. Oh, my mic just popped. We should. Um, e fermentar. E fermentar. You don't have to sound like a racist Mexican. So here's here's an interesting thing. Yeah. Okay. So I was. It's going to surprise you from the last couple of minutes. Useless languages at school, and I think musical. Uh, ability. Ability. That's the word. Yeah. And language ability are very very synchronous. And right. I'm. Useless at both. Okay. Is this supposed to be plugged in? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Hello! Oh shit, that's way louder. Okay, right, we're gonna have to stop. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, that was quite good. <laughs> Mike's in now. Mike's in now, that's better. Sound better. Um, so Hello and welcome to Hello Sugary welcome Brew. To sugary Hi. Brew. Hi. Hi. You just gave away what oh, song yeah, no. it was. Well, oh, well, probably not, to be fair. I mean, yeah. Um, what I was going to say just briefly mm. about the link between uh, being good at music and being good at languages, because it, because I think language is a, is a musical thing and requires that ear. Mm. But one of the reasons, apart from just being rubbish at it, mm. that I wasn't clicking pen, wasn't good at language, mm-hmm. was that I was always afraid of really going for the accent because I was afraid that I'd sound like I was taking the mickey a little bit. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that, so I ended up, instead of like, really going for Je m'appelle James, I'd say Je m'appelle James. Yeah. You know, which, which I mean, I don't think either work. No, I think there's a, there, there is a bit of a problem with that, with like English abroad, you know? Like, I, Ugh, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like. Which we literally are. Yeah, we literally no, we're not, are. We're, we're, well, we're, we're right. now citizens, so we're not literally. I'm not. I'm a permanent resident. Are you? Yeah. Ah, well, you've been here longer than me, but, you know, I'm the proper one. Whoa. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think um, in, in a foreign country, they appreciate you trying to sound not like, or, or, or mate, je m'appelle James in yeah. France, right? Absolutely. Whereas in England... Especially as, you know, you're called Danny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if I was to do that, I mean, in, in French class, maybe it's more um, you don't want your friends to think that you're, like, putting on a French accent. Which is, again, really interesting because I... Don't have any friends? <laughs> <laughs> or didn't, rather. I didn't. You do I, have no, at I, least I, one I, now. I, 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 thank you. <laughs> When's he getting it? Um, I was always afraid, and still have been, I still am at the moment, hmm. of appearing conceited. 
Right. So I would, if I if I was trying to sound French and speaking French and being any good at it, mm. I'd immediately think that I'm not allowed to be any good at it. But again, but that's getting psychological. Right? Do, that's, again, do you that's, think that's it's my... do you think it's related to how good you actually are at it? Because if you if you were actually really <laughs> laughing at, if you're so really what ju- you're saying is. I'm actually just bad at languaging. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, f- take French as a specific example. Yeah, your voice is broken. It's very exciting. Puberty. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, probably French. getting over that throat thing from last week. If, um, if, if, uh, sorry, I, just, I, I just looked at some numbers. <laughs> They're counting up. Episode two in which Danny looks at looks more at numbers. No, look, the numbers really are distracting, but also... Um, I'm going to take that toy away from you. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I need it in front of me as a comfort blanket. Um, you know, no, what I'm, saying, so, okay, no, no what I'm saying, French, right? <laughs> yeah, French, right? French, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, if you were like, if, I was actually if you were top of the class, <laughs> if you were top of the class French, right? And you sounded, you can, so, okay, here's a question. Can you be top of the class, knowledge, French, fluent, absolutely fluent, without any accent? Is that possible? No, it's absolutely not. Because the teacher would be nailing you for having a bad accent. Right. So, And what? then I'd be like, oh, baguette. And I'd be thinking, oh, God, I've just mocked French people. Yeah, had so, a terrible so accent. the question is, because I did the whole thing how, was- how far along the journey of learning a language is it all right to start using the accent? <laughs> Day one. Yeah, yeah, but But I felt like a complete pillock for doing so. Yeah, because if so, what if if you you continue for the if for the next twenty or thirty years, you're then never unable to. I mean, my French still is stuck at bonjour, je m'appelle Danny, je trésor. <laughs> You're two years older than me because I'm Jean-Paul Jacques Jayonzon Well, I mean, obviously you're a, 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 a quicker learner at languages <laughs> than me. Maybe my school just started French in year seven. Your started in year nine. Quite possibly, but um, but anyway, that's that's kind of it. That's as far as my French ever went. Except what I could now say that with a much better French accent, which would. Elevate so, its quality so I, <laughs> as I, far as I, languages. I, I, in both of my jobs at the, at the market and at the cinema, occasionally, especially if we have a French film mm. playing, we in fact had the French Film Festival, mm-hmm. and so I would always learn little bits of French, like Eddie Izzard's uh, Le Singe dans le... The, the monkeys mm-hmm. in the branch, I can't remember what it is now, right. it was years ago. Um, and but just to say it's their title... Or exactly uh, the movie une bonne film, je vous en prie, and all you know. Uh, and would now, you actually speak French to people though? Yeah, but why? Because they were like the French Film Society and French oh, film lovers. Right, they'd be coming right, okay. in. I mean, they're French-speaking people. Exactly, right. and they'd, then they would love quite it. Good at I'm French, sure they would love it. it. And then they'd start talking all this French at me. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Going back to your kind of, uh, I guess it's musical ability of of being able to hear something and recreate it, which is why I, I actually quite enjoy accents in a, you know. But going to um, to Spain, for example, with Anna, yeah. who is Spanish, when I go to... She can get away with it. When Yeah, she does get away with it. Um, in fact, I think her accent's impeccable. It's quite convincing, yeah. I have to admit. But when, I, when I'm in Spain with Anna and I say the few Spanish, I, I'm not... Very good at Sp- Spanish, but I when I do say it, I pr- I have quite good pronunciation. And 
Okay, here's another. So, so, your, wait, wait, your... wait, wait, wait. Is is an accent purely the correct pronunciation? I don't know. But, but then but that, that goes into linguistics as well, because in, in English, there's, there's different pronunciations. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and no, no, but neither the, one is... I used to be, okay. I used to be one of those pronunciation... Nut, um, okay, let's, you know. let's, let's rephrase that, because correct, like you say, okay, the, you know, different regions of England have diff bath, different right. ways of saying the same word, and, and correct is not the right way, yeah. because obviously it depends... But let's say authentic, right? Of yeah. where you're from, say, you know, I'm from, we're both from the south of England. Yeah. But if, if you were to, um, to, to speak French authentically, you would sound like you're mocking a French accent because you're putting on the, the regional sounds. This, this right? is what I've, I've come to realise is that you wouldn't. I was just shy to do it for fear of... Well, for, for, for fear of getting it wrong, for mm. one thing, and for fear of appearing like I was any good at anything. Right. And not... Well, that's, to, a, that's a, that's that's like, a completely you know, different issue to... that we could dissect at, at another time. Yeah. But I think the interesting thing for me in that, in that last few minutes was whether accents are just an authentic um, representation of, of the region that they represent, rather than... A mocking of the people who speak that way. Well, see, okay, this is uh, so. My French teacher at GCSE, Mr. Hales, bonjour, Mr. Hales, if you're out there. Oh, very good. Um, would always do the we instead of we. Oui, be we, you know. Right. And so I went on holiday. I don't know. I'm not very good at French. I think. I think it's. I think it's a pretty informal way of saying. Right. You know. Okay. But that was how. Yes, was in the class. That's right. what we talked to say. Right, right. We was to mm. say, mm. um, so we went on a family holiday, or I went with a uh, a friend, let's call her a friend, mm. um, on holiday to France and went to see this old family. And they were you know, speaking French to me. I was like, What? thinking I was, you know, mm. dead good at French mm. and being all and but you sounded the, common. I sounded like I was just being filthy, really, <laughs> just being like a complete. You know, like like if, if if I went to dinner at Janie's house for the first time, I met her parents, and Susie, Janie's mum, said, "You know, would you like a cup of tea?" And I went, "Yeah, yeah." You wouldn't get away with it, would you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't even dream of it. Just, no, but yes, I think Mrs. that's that's obviously to do with um, like you not dreaming of it is to do with your comprehension of that particular way of saying something, and which is like, that's an extra level of understanding but of language. I believe, and please listeners correct me if I'm wrong, I almost certainly am, that we is a regional, would be okay in, in right. Paris, I think. I might be completely wrong. And it's completely not okay in Brittany. Right. Well, I mean, taking it a step further, let's talk about a language we do know, which is English, right? Yeah. Now, if... <clears throat> yeah. If you were an English teacher in a foreign country with, say you were from somewhere with a, a, a different accent to mine, like yeah, let's say Scottish, do. I'm not going to do, but something that's quite thick. So go back to Bath and Bath. If I were a Northern English English teacher in mm. Korea, right. my 
class of Korean language students would end up saying bath with the hard Which is a, exactly my point. And the southern, if I was a southern teacher, they'd end up saying bath. Right. But taking it a step further, not just like in individual words, but a if... A step further than a, a bath? A step further a than a bath. Yeah. Um, if you had a, a broad um, Mancunian yeah. accent or Liverpudlian accent yep. and you were in Korea teaching your own language, would a bunch of Korean people coming to England speaking like a Mancunian seem... Absolutely. Absolutely, that would happen, and it would absolutely. Oh, of course, just it would be, happen. Be fine, it would be natural. Uh, listen to um, football players, the uh, you know a South American football player that plays in Sunderland for his whole career. I'm, I'm brilliant. I'm not going to do the impression. I know. I'm. Just, I'm holding it in. I'm holding it in. I, I must admit. Um, there's a um, one of my weekly stable podcasts that I listen to is the Football Guardian Football Weekly. Um, and uh, Lars Sivertsen is, uh, I think he's Norwegian. He's Scandinavian. Mm. But is married to an Irish lady and lives in Ireland. Mm. So he, he's got an Irish, Scandinavian, English accent. It's, it's, you, just, you just do, don't you? And it probably sounds bonkers. And you can't put your finger on where he comes from. If you, yeah. if you never, if I'd never heard his surname, I wouldn't know he was Scandinavian. Is what you're saying? Yeah, he would just sound like like a, cra- a, a mild crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that Lars Simpson, crazy man, crazy. Speaking I of, just did an accent. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's. We should pro- probably have a cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, we've been speaking for probably twenty minutes at right. this point. Um, just. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I was going to mention the fact that I watched a, an Icelandic movie this week, but we'll come oh. back to that when we speak about the week's telly. Icelandic movie. I know. My what... brother-in-law, my ex-brother-in-law, my brother and my dear friend Gilbert is is in Iceland right now. Is he? He's married to the Canadian ambassador to Iceland. Is he really? And he's... Best it looks very cold. Does she speak with a French accent? She No, she's not Quebecois. Oh. You are. Very good. All right, we'll be right back after this with a cup of tea. See you surely. Hello and welcome to this week's brew review. I was just reading a message from the from my mum. What? Sorry, is I she all right? I thought you had to. Brew. Well, you, we've got to boil the kettle. It's boiled. Is it? But half I an mean, hour ago. No, it's a, it's tepid. But <laughs> welcome to sugary brew, which we try lukewarm tea. Well, we're not hecke this week. Today we've got um, just tea. J U S T E A, just tea. I think I think the first mistake is the name. <laughs> yeah, Justy. Well, that was a type of Subaru, wasn't it? A Justy? No, it wasn't a Subaru. Was it? There's definitely a car called a Justy. Don't know. My mate Tom Champion drove one. At Moving Super on. College, and I thought it makes was very forty cool. cups. Re-steep for eighty. So I'm going to be weeing all night. Um, loose leaf purple tea, purple chocolate, the violet, and vrac. Now, I don't know if that was a French accent or not. It really wasn't. I think it's... <laughs> what's, what's brilliant is it's... <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I mispronounce it completely? The, in this case, is T-H-E with an accent, so it's T. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> violet or black? So violet or black? This uh, this tea is from no. Meet Your Farmer. Uh, this is this that this was found better coming off. <laughs> I know, right? So anyway, this uh, this particular tea was farmed by Jamila. Uh, meet your farmer. Jamila manages the after-school reading and writing program for the tea farmer's kids. She also cooks the best chapatis in Kenya. So it's a Kenyan tea. Brilliant. Love it. Um, talk to Jamila online with hashtag live from Kenya. So, readers? That sounds profoundly odd to me. How well, do they know that Jamila... Well, she probably grew every single bit of this. I, I hope she did. I think that's I mean, she, she. I mean, I, th I think it's quite a small niche company I, I and and they're a charity kind of like it's a fair trade federation member non-gmo project uh low i would like to very low point, caffeine holding take back my slight mockery of the name of the company i think it's a superb name and everything they stand for yeah is well i mean just because they stand for all the good things doesn't mean they had a good choice of name that's true product I of the like year to reinstate uh, new my... product innovation world tea expo Whole leaf purple tea. I should probably not read the entire packaging. <laughs> um, one one teaspoon. Two in which tasting Daddy. notes: sweet and smooth, pure cacao and rose. Cacao, cacao. You did that joke. <laughs> we should probably stop eating cacao to to avoid James making that joke. It sounds like. Did I say eating or drinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we do have chocolate. Anyway, one teaspoon boil, 190 degrees. 190 degrees. That's not Celsius, obviously, is it? That's Fahrenheit. It sounds distinctly warmer than tepid. I think 190 degrees centigrade would be steam. Past steam, wouldn't it? <laughs> Past steam? I don't know. What's that? What's that one in science where it goes from... You know, you go from... Solid, Solid to liquid to gas. What's, yeah. what's when it's so extreme it misses out one? Does it go back from gas to solid? No, it's, it's it not a triangle. It's, no, because it's what's the word? Ah, oh, what's the we word? We really shouldn't be talking about science. <laughs> anyway, one teaspoon, one cup. Steep Keep four moving. minutes. One Steep four minutes. Right, so I'm going to put two teaspoons. You haven't got a teaspoon. I don't have a teaspoon, and I'm wired in. Right, we're just going to pause this for one second. Back with a with a. A spoon and I'm going to put two teaspoons into our teapot while James is he's gonna put two teaspoonfuls of tea not two actual teaspoons in the pot yeah the pot's not big enough for two no. teaspoons but um, James is looking up what the whole science is behind going from beyond gas sublimation 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 no, they make sub like sublimation is how they stick designs to things I stopped listening. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to pour the tea. Yeah, Hello, Anna. Hi, Anna. You're recording. Yeah, we're yeah, recording. This, there's at least three people listening to you right now. Famous. Uh, I'm then related to two of them. Do you have anything to add? Is it live? No. No, it's not live. No. So no one. Oh, two. Well, we're hearing you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's we're live to us because we're here. Um, Anna. <laughs> To, to save Danny uncrabbing again, can you get two cups? Yeah, I, I haven't really planned this very well. Tea. It'll be my honour. Your honour. So, by uh, the way, one, Anna, we've, your, your Spanish accent was impeccable. We've got four more minutes uh, while it's steeping. So I've got the clock in front of me. Meanwhile, shall I do, shall I do in that four minutes, shall I do my cricket minute? Ooh, all right, do it. So, cricket minute. This week, 
my cricket thoughts have been, first of all, the IPLs to start in. Ben Stokes broke his finger. Absolutely ridiculous. All causing to question the, um, whether international players should be playing in the IPL, released by the board or not. Um, I think they should, but it is unfortunate when he's potentially now going to miss out on test matches. But what I really wanted to talk about was Sarah Taylor um, made the news this week um, having a... She was the first woman to have a wicket-keeping or a, a coaching position. That was position. 30 seconds. I know, but... All right, go on, finish, really finish your thoughts. Go on, finish it, right? your thoughts. <laughs> um, first woman to have a, a coaching position at a, a professional English county. She's the wicket-keeping coach for Sussex. Um, and it brought to mind, to me, one of the reasons why cricket, I think, is, as Shieldberry says, the game of life. So, Sarah Taylor, um, cricket is rife with mental health issues and depression. Sarah Taylor um, had to stop playing international cricket because she suffered from depression, which made me think of Marcus Truscothic, who, after, in the 2006 Ashes, stopped playing cricket because he couldn't talk, he was suffering from depression, which is how I first identified my symptoms of how I'm coping with life as depression and anxiety. So I think cricket has a lot more to it than non-cricket fans think. That's interesting. Huge discussions around that time that Triscothic um, was suffering from those issues. This is not the way I expected Cricket Minute to go. Exactly. However... The tea's now brewed, so so So, no, 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 we've still got two minutes. Right. Um, so what you're saying is cricket is more than just cricket because it's got humans in it. Um, more than that, it's got humans in it and the nature of cricket, I think, is um, attracts... Oh yeah, you might be right. That might actually just be what I was saying. <laughs> oh no! So basically, you like cricket. I like because I like also people. because you like people. You like cricket, and you identify. I'm not sure I like cricket anymore. Oh well, maybe you just like people. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, I'm really? glad we got that sorted out. We still got. Look, that was like we got another minute and a half before oh, the. Well, uh, so I'll, I'll carry on then. All right, gone. You got a minute and a um, half. I was then thinking about my week because I've had it. I've, I've gone through a bit of a, mm. a rough patch of, of um, coping with life at the moment, and oh, I don't know how that related to cricket. No, yeah, you don't was, have to was, continue to speak about cricket. No, but you I can want now to talk about it was, life. It was such a beautiful thing listening to the to reading Triscothic's book and listening to the the. Um, they call it the beautiful game, don't they? No, that's football. Oh right? yeah, that's okay. <laughs> well, carry on. Which is a much less erudite sport, I, I think. It does have people in it, though. It does have people in it, and but those I think people... it's less rich. I think that, that football is, is more... Um... Oh, I don't know, because I love football, too. I'm a massive QPR fan. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean I love football, does it? Um, I think cricket is a more rich and textured game, and, and fandom, and, and the, the, the world... Cricket writing and broadcasting, I think, is the best. I think there's a huge, from Neville Cardus through, um, oh, just amazing. Are they all posh? Well, that's another, I, I really want to discuss that. Another, there okay, hasn't, there hasn't hold been, on, it's time to pour, otherwise our tea is going to be over-steeped. We don't want over-steeped tea. Now, don't forget to not pour the last little funky bit in. All right, I'll, what I'll do is I should just do a tasting portion or 
and then we can top up. Right. Let's so get, let's smell it. Let's get this under oh. our schnozzies. This is a. Uh, it smells like chocolate, doesn't it? It does smell a lot like chocolate. It's got cacao in it. Cacao. I should really avoid saying that. But um, thé violet. It's really cold, Dan. And vrac. Well, no, that that's just a mug. You haven't actually. Is it? Is it cold? It's quite cold. No, it's not. It's got steam out. Uh, Zoe now identifies when her food's too hot because there's steam coming off it. Ah. She points and goes, steam? Hot? Does, does she? Oh, that's beautiful. very good. Love it. Yeah. That's such a good day today. So she's um, she's doing better than last week when well, we, she, wasn't she doing got terrible. Last no, not, week. you know, but terrible twos came overnight. You were they just still, saying. They still, they still, there are still flashpoints. Mm. But I've been, I've been. You know, I have, I, I'm sole caregiver while Janie's at work. And we're just developing a beautiful relationship. Um, and she's pretty chill with me. Partly because mm. I let her watch telly. Mm. And, you know, we go out and do fun things like bike rides and, yeah. and go to the park and have fluffies. fluffies. Mm. Um you think she's trying to make Janie feel guilty for leaving her alone? I think, I think for there a might be period. a bit of that to it, you know. Mm. And 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 yumming up all of her mum time, you know, when it's when she just holds on to Janie's leg. And her mumtage. Her mum. That's a, that's kind of an in joke. We'll come back to that another time. Um, but I just, think this tea's really nice. Yeah, the tea is actually quite nice, and it's it's made nicer by the photo on the of beautiful Jamila, who who who. Uh, Thank you, Jamila, Who is our farmer? This. It's actually probably my favourite so far of the three. I contractually think that yes, last week's Hecky one was nicer, but that's because I well, know. Well, I mean, we did say that while you got a discount, we didn't have to make it our favourite. That's a good point. But <clears throat> no, this is very nice, actually. I think there will be an element of whatever tea I'm currently having will be my favourite because I won't remember the rest. Can I have a bit? You want to taste some tea? There's some in here. Just get yourself a... Okay. Anna's drinking my tea now. Anna, your thoughts on the tea? It's cold. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not cold. It's perfect. Look, we got the fire. It's a bit frío. Frío. Esta frío. See? It's Am Esta I... frío. I used to live next door to an Esta frío. Did you? <laughs> no, but that's not what English people say either. Anyway... Just because I sound authentically Spanish when I say "esta frío," you did. I don't know. I, I put on a weird Mexican accent. I just lost my top dibbly bit. Uh oh, pen. this might be a good place to stop for our next. Um, I give, I give, I give just tea, two thumbs chocolate. up. Two thumbs up. Two That's th a very, very nice. So, one. I mean, we still haven't decided on our um, rating system. I think we should just really just say if we enjoy it or not. I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I enjoy it very much. It's. Just tea. Just tea. Purple chocolate. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. Welcome back. Here we are. We're just finishing off the... Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm having a different type that of That was really loud. Brew. That's a brew. Heck yeah, it is. What brew are you drinking? I'm drinking a... I, the tea was very nice, but I, the it's I'm quite still warm and I wanted a... I've got a Super Juice Hazy IPA from Batch Brewing. Move so, on. this week, what have Telling. you been watching okay. on the So, we box? pretty much binge-watched, um, to a certain extent. It wasn't really a binge. It wasn't in one sitting, <laughs> but we watched... 
a series on Apple called C with tasty As in the Spanish for yes. Tasty Jason Momoa. Oh he it. is though, isn't he? He is quiet. Um so I'll try to remain composed and undistracted by the thought of Jason Momoa. The weird thing is, because you know, obviously the the series was filmed in Vancouver. Uh-huh. Second mention of Vancouver. Indeed. Um and he is Hawaiian. Yep. And yet in the first episode, and not not really at any point after the first episode, in the first episode they have a they do a hacker before going into battle. Well, um Hawaii obviously is one of the Pacific Pacific Islands. Mm. And do they hacker in, in I know that Tonga and Samoa have their own hacker. version of it. Is it still called Hacker? Uh, I think don't so. Know. I don't we know. I don't should know. stick to things we know about. Well, um, what we've established is very little. Very little. But, um, you know, in, in rugby matches, you, you, they, they also is, say Haere Mai. I don't know if my pronunciation was... Haere Mai. Haere Mai, is it? Haere Mai, everything is carpi. Ah, well, that, they say that at one point in the first episode. But, but so, then there's so, no so, other so, mention of Māori. Um, languages. I'm having chocolate now. Hold on, one, one, one minute. We don't have to give a breakdown of <laughs> everything we consume. Oh, no, 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 but this, this is going to be, this is gonna be a, an interesting one because... Can I, can, caramel- I, can I stop you, Danny? What? It was on special. <laughs> That's right. What's that got to do with anything? He's about to explain why it's... It being on special unusual... is kind of like you getting a discount. Yeah, so today anyway. we're sponsored by Whittaker's. So, I mean, it is Whittaker's. Destination Canada, another another Canada reference. Look at this, man, isn't it? But it's car- caramelized pecans. I've got, a, I've got a, I've got a Joni Mitchell. Hold on, hold on. So I, I've had one of our few avid listeners, my friend, <laughs> my friend Jen, who I play on PlayStation with. She's in Australia. We have ongoing conversations about my pronunciation of the word pecan. It's pecan. But she pronounces it pecan. You're both wrong. What do you say? Pecan. Pecan? Yeah. I think she says pecan, but... Pecan actually, player, that I game. shouldn't actually put that word in her mouth. I should give her a... So ch- what we need actually, to do... What we stop. Need. So what we need to do now... Stop. I just got very... I don't know. You put oh. your finger up and everything. What we actually need to do now mm. is have a little pause. You're going to call Jen at some point and record her house. She says P-E-C-A-N. <laughs> is that how you spell it? Well... Insert it here. Bing. Okay, so we don't have to do it right now. Oh, we just did it. It just happened. Yeah. Um, Magic appointment. Well, the other option is that she leaves us a voicemail with her her thoughts. But, I mean, we could have a conversation about it. Actually, I could... Just get her to say pecan. Or pecan. Or pecan. Hi, guys. Jen from Sydney here. I pronounce this... The name of this nut a few different ways. And then there's some that I would never say. So I say... Pecan pie, so pecans, and I also say pecan. So usually when I'm just talking about the nut by itself, it's a pecan. But if it's the nut in something, I go pecan. And it's just a whole uh, hybrid accent thing. But I would never say pecan, like you're pecan into a bucket. No. Um, so no pecan, pecan, any short vowels. It's all pecan and pecan. Bye. But I think actually we're in danger of tying loose ends together and actually doing callbacks and being almost professional. Yeah. In that, I think it's one of those things that 
different regions pronounce it differently. Differently? Yeah, but... Some places say differently, some places say differently. 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 Uh, I didn't actually get to finish what this chocolate was, other than really tasty. It's got waffle and Canadian maple syrup in it. It's not... <laughs> Anna's asking if it's vegan. It's milk chocolate, so no, it's not vegan. So... I've realised my role in Danny and Anna's life is to come in and subvert their veganism, which so I feel sorry for. We, we, we will not bend from vegetarianism, but we will occasionally have non-vegan, like... Eggs from your chicken. It a bit like an oath you were swearing. <laughs> it did, did. <laughs> Felt a bit like it. Um, so, yeah, it's got milk. I, I'm not going to read the ingredients. <laughs> I was talking about telly. Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah, Jason Momoa. It was actually... Uh, so, okay, let's let's put in the, the random Māori um, links aside yep. from the first episode, because it never actually came back. I think back. we can say just Pacifica. It has, it has Pacifica elements. Do hairem hairem I? I'm really murdering that. <laughs> Which again calls back to it's saying it with doing your best to say it in I'm the most my, culturally sensitive uh, way, mm. and and trying your best to say it without feeling like you're I'll tell you what, maybe a fraud. What we'll do? Hairem I. I can also get our Maori friend to send the pronunciation of that and put that on the on the pod. Put that on your podcast and smoke it. So, um, anyway, long story short, I don't want to, you know, no spoilers. Just say, it's, <laughs> not no a, it's not a long story short, is it? No. Um, I probably shouldn't speak with my mouth for either. <laughs> Your dad seconds. will be turning in his grave. <laughs> um, so 30 seconds. Okay, bye. Uh, 30 seconds for the rest of my TV corner. We really enjoyed it. It's got factions in it. It's got clever ideas in it. It's got some unexpected twists in it, which caught us off guard, which I really enjoy. It's not obviously as thick as, you know, Game of Thrones or anything like that, but it's set in the future. I haven't actually explained what it is. It's set in the future, and actually this will lead me to another conversation, so uh, there's no chance of this taking 30 seconds. But... It's set, I think, 2,000 years in the future after a virus has killed all but 2 million of humanity. Was it made pre-COVID? Yeah, I think so. 2019, I think is when it's from. So just pre-COVID. So yeah, Interesting. premonition. Um, and sight has been lost by all of humanity. So this is 2,000, I think, years in the future where lack of sight has become the norm. Right. And in the first episode, a pair of sighted twins are born. So the entire series is about the, um, you know, the balance between sighted and, un and, and mostly unsighted humans. So I won't say more than that, but at least I kind of explain the synopsis. We really enjoyed it. What we didn't really enjoy mm -hmm. is an Icelandic movie, which... You know, I, I want, to, want to... What we didn't really enjoy... Mm -hmm. Is an Icelandic movie, which you know, I, I want to want to. Oh, I would like to. Well, that sounds fantastic. I'm I'm going to put that on my to watch list, and we'll give you thoughts. All right. What I think about it. Well, is it very <laughs> glossy Hollywood? No, not really. I mean, it's it's quite violent. Um, but there's Anna a lot of blood. Anna, Anna didn't, didn't wince at it. She's not. I mean, she's, she's not. She's a barometer of. 
No, gore. she's she's. I mean, and you're a barometer of gore. She's all right with gore if it isn't gratuitous and pointless. Right. Um, there is. We're not talking about the town at the bottom of the South Island. Gore. Mm. No. Which is gratuitous and. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was thinking about what I was about to say, and then you distracted me. Sorry. With gore. I'd rather be thinking about Jason Momoa. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I forgot what I was saying. All right, go on to Iceland. So, the, the Icelandic movie was um, called Woman at War. Yes, we showed it at the, the cinema. Did you? A couple of years ago. Okay. Um, so, it was... It, it looked it, bleak. It, it wasn't bleak. It's supposedly a comedy. Except right. it's a... Icelandic comedy and obviously their sense of humour is quite different mm. um, one thing I thought was brilliant and really clever is no one's going to watch it so I'll, it doesn't matter if I spoil it a little bit um, the soundtrack has like you know a three piece Oompa Loompa kind of <laughs> Oompa Pa kind of band not Oompa Loompa um, I think it's Oompa 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 I can't like help but German sound German. like a, I can't help but sound like I'm from Newcastle when I say that. <laughs> um, yeah, we just did that was we're, an accident. We're not doing. Anyway, um, the the interesting thing is that where they actually feature in the background of scenes. Okay. And so that so it really ties in, and eventually the fourth wall is broken, and there's some interaction between you know some. Interaction between the characters and the and the band who are actually providing the backing track and they become kind of a character in the in the film Unfortunately, it's quite slow Right, um, and again, I'm gonna to get told off by Jen for not saying what it was about as soon as I first mentioned it What I should have said was woman at war mm -hmm. Do you know the synopsis from when it was at the cinema? Uh, I, I no. Yes, it will come back to me when you say. Oh, okay, I thought I just thought I could hand it over to you, but anyway, it's about uh, an eco warrior woman who is single-handedly taking down um, the Icelandic industry yeah. by exploding um, or sabotaging um, smelters and smelters. Yeah. Is that yeah? Not smelts. I, I, no, so, no, smelters. Smelters, like generators, like coal-based. Yeah, generators. like yeah, they're like smelting power factories, stations. power stations. Um, Industry is not our strong point. No, along with you might have noticed that we don't really know <laughs> what we're talking about. By episode fifty, we will find a strong point. We may, um, if we make it that far. We will. Well, God willing. Not that either I'm of us. Atheist. Yeah, me too. Well, anyway, so yeah, Woman at War, probably a tepid six out of ten. Okay. C, probably eight or nine out of ten. I think I'm more likely to watch C. I think anything I recommend will sit between five and nine. As discussed last week. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering why, check out last week where we very briefly touch on it. But um, so this week I've been watching. Mm -hmm. I've realised that I basically just like watching English detective stuff mm -hmm. on telly. So I've kept up to date with Line of Duty. Oh, is it finished? Um, oh, is it still ongoing? Episode four. All the same. 
back and forth and subdiffusion. Oh my goodness, he didn't. And acronyms. She didn't, and acronyms and mm. brilliant, preposterous, brilliant. No Stephen Graham this this uh, no, season. No, no, no. Mm. But with added Kelly McGuinness, no Martin McGuinness, no. <laughs> From Trainspotting and The Girl in the Cafe, brilliant You and McGregor? No, me and McGregor did what? Um, you and McGregor. She's uh, not Kelly McGregor, what's she called? Oh, uh, you'll have to look it up. Ah, anyway. In the break. But I've also started watching Vera. I know who you mean though, actually. Now yeah, that you, The Trainspot, the, the only, the young girl in Trainspotting. Yes, and have you seen The Girl in the Cafe I can't remember her name, but yeah. Bill Nye. Super. Not sure. And she was in another detective thing. Is it's it nigh or nigh? I think it depends on what part of the world you come from. Again, and whether you know what he's called or not. I, I want someone. This is this is one of the things that's plaguing me as a nearly middle-aged, very nearly middle-aged man. And mm. um, one of my favourite things in the whole world is the mid nineteen eighties BBC adaptation of Tolkien's Lord of the Rings with Ian Holm. I've Michael got a feeling Gordon. Jen may have seen that. She heard has it. It's audio thing. Heard it. It's so Sorry, good. I never even... But Sam Gamgee is played by Bill Nye. I don't know whether this is the same William Nye, Bill Nye, as the amazing actor. He's Shortly old did. enough. He is old enough. But I listen to it regularly still because I just love it. And I can't see him. It doesn't sound like him at all. Hmm. But he's so good. He's doing kind of West Country accent. Mr. Frudu, you know. Right. I just did it. Well, I, I mean, that's, that's my fourth. <laughs> the thing is, we're, we're more familiar with him in older age, right? So maybe he did sound like that in the 80s. Oh, he's still, Not the he, accent. He would have been. I mean, he's very he's posh. Young isn't he? Voice. he is. And he's playing not posh. I mean, well, Sam's, he's. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, he's an actor. He's a gardener, Mr. Frudu. Hmm. I love that. Are we allowed to. Yeah, can, I guess we can, if, yeah. quote, we can go. Yeah, right. um, oh, it's so good. Um, anyway, so I've, I've started watching Vera, which is stars Blender, Brenda, Blender Brethin? Brenda Blethin. Brenda Brethin. Newcastle detective. It's just the first Oh, is she the blonde so lady from that cop thing? Uh, episode three, which Danny and James tried, <laughs> tried to remember, to remember actors. actors and shows. <laughs> Uh, what was it called? She's an older English actress. She's superb in lots and lots of things. She was in Mike Lee films. She was in, I think, was she? No, I'm thinking of something else. Abigail's Party. Anna, what was that series uh, with that blonde uh, in Manchester, blonde policewoman? No, she's not. That's that's Sarah Lancashire. Oh yeah, that's right. And it's brilliant. Yeah, that is, I, what is series that? three of that? It's called. It's not Broadchurch. It's no. <laughs> Happy Valley. Happy Valley is one of the best things. Oh, when she and her sister are sat just... Uh, the, spoilers. The start... No, no, no the, the beginning of series two <laughs> opens with just them chatting. It's brilliant. And it's so good. Really good. Writing, acting, direction, superb. Vera is much more old school Morse touch of frost. Yeah. Than that... Hugging but, Poirot as my dad. Hugging Poirot. Ha, no, I'm trying not to swear. Right. Oh. I called it... King Poirot. Hugging Poirot, as my dad. Hugging Poirot. No, I'm trying not to swear. Right, oh. I called it King Poirot once, <laughs> and it stuck with my family. I think, I think what I'm realising is probably linked to what you just said, 
in the I seemed to spend my childhood in the front room, wishing my mum and dad Marple. watching oh. A Touch of Frost, right. watching Morse, right, and Herr and kind Hugh of not Poirot. less so Poirot. I don't know why they didn't like they want they wanted more contemporary. Well, David Suchet, Julia Bravo, and all that exactly. He wasn't even Belgian, no. Um, but that's another thing, isn't it? Anyway, um, but I kind of get it now. All I want to watch is detective stuff. You are what you see. <laughs> I'm you. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> growing up, you. growing up. Right. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I think it's an element of that. It's, oh, it's yeah, sure. comfort to me. Mm. Just like the sound of John Lennon's voice or Cat Stevens' voice is just... So familiar and so. Speaking of Cat Stevens, we watched a uh, no, we listened to uh, a Song Exploder podcast. Mm. Do you very good? So obviously it's been adapted. Well, not that obviously if you've never heard of it, but it's it got adapted into a Netflix short series. There's a few episodes on Netflix. Very good. I didn't know that. And one of the things I want to talk about was podcast turning to television. Because another thing that I've watched this week is this is a rob- robbery the Netflix uh, documentary, three-part documentary about the art heist of uh, uh, whereabouts in America? I can't remember. Uh, Detroit? I can't remember. We're doing very well remembering remembering basic facts about what we're talking about. The different podcasts that have become television programs like This Is Robbery, like Aaron Mankey's Law, like Dirty John, like Song Exploder, I think maybe Mm. by episode 50... There'll be a camera, and it'll just be you and me chatting. Maybe. On telly. It may take less than 50. I reckon I'm going to be played by Meryl Streep. Oh, I thought it was just going to be us and a camera. Who's going to watch that? Well, who's going to listen to this? No one. We've established (laughs) that. No, but Song Exploder, just to go back to that quickly, um, is a a podcast series where an artist, uh, musician, comes and explains one of their songs. And the other day, (laughs) what are you laughing at? Is that not what it is? No, it is totally. I just carry on. It was Cat Stevens, Cat Yusuf. Yusuf, yep. Cat. Is it Cat Yusuf or Yusuf Cat? Yusuf Oblique Cat Stevens. Okay. So he, 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 he rejected the name Cat Stevens for years after like, the early 80s to mm. the mid 2000s. And he resurrected the name Cat Stevens because he kind of made peace with his secular work. And it's it's now Yusuf Cat Stevens, right? Well, that's what I was wondering whether it was Cat Yusuf or Yusuf Cat. But I don't think it's like <laughs> Yusuf Cat. <laughs> I don't think it's like Zoe Grace Brewer, Yusuf Cat Stevens. It's Yusuf slash Cat Stevens. Okay. Either way, it was it was enjoyable. I'm not a huge. I, I think you know, that's quite. I, I've never been like a massive. I mean, I I'm not very. To be honest. I'm about as familiar with Cat Stevens as I am cricket. I've seen him. Danny, it's not time to make a change. Just sit down, take it easy. You're still young, that's your fault. There's so much you have to go through. Find a girl, settle down. If you want, you can marry. Look at me, I'm still young, but I'm happy. How can I try? I'm not gonna do the whole song. <laughs> oh God. It was actually, oh, hello, my mic fell off. It was. I was I was taken aback by your rendition, but um, that is the song that they discuss because was it really? in the most recent album he re-records it. He re- the whole of T for the Tillerman. T for the Tillerman. 
I don't know. I don't know. It just came out. Um, he, he does. A, he, he he has just released the whole of Teeth of, the the nineteen seventy two album Teeth of the Tenement, which is a no no no. But album. but he's talking about a, a recent remake of that one song. That's what I just said. So so on the album Teeth of the Tenement, Father and Son is the penultimate track, and he's recorded the whole album again. Right. Well, what you probably already know, but our dear listener might not, is that you listening, Brian. That song is set, is a father-son conversation. It's so good. And the son part was an old troubadour recording of him in the 70s performing that song. And the father, yeah, performing live, but they managed to extract his voice. And the father is him in recent. So when you listen to it now... It's it's him, but with the the two different voices aren't just put on; they're actually yeah. thirty years apart. Thirty, forty, seventy-two, fifty. Oh, that brings me back to a, an earlier question about that was the TV and podcast section, and definitely not the generation. I think section. we've been talking for quite a long time today. It may actually be time to get, come back with our conclusions. For Do the we week. have any? Well, we can say goodbye. <laughs> that's that's conclusively. Say we, goodbye. we can conclude the episode by I've saying really, I've goodbye. I've really enjoyed talking to you tonight about yeah. various things. I'm not sure anyone else will. <laughs> <laughs> that's hardly the point. Well, no, it isn't the point. I'm not sure we've. Has it helped with your difficult week? Yeah, very much. Just forgetting about stuff for a, an yeah, hour. Totally, hundred percent. But chatting and. Shooting the breeze and spilling the tea with a good friend we, is always. We promise always. never to say I that. I was slipping it into conversation. Okay, right. No, no, it's all right. Yeah, no, that's right, okay. You know? Yeah. Had I not drawn attention to yeah, the fact. Exactly. The drawing attention to it yeah. is what makes it stick out like so, the proverbial. Just quick question. Did we discuss. Oh, hello. Battery running glow. Did we discuss middle age this week or did we I mean, it, it's cropped up a couple of times and I, I think it's do you think our opinion our opinion <laughs> think, about other things is the discussion of middle age by definition that we've talked about Cat Stevens and we've talked about Touch of Frost <laughs> it means that we've kind of talked about middle age yeah no I'm not saying I'm, I'm, my question wasn't have we have we given away our our age in this conversation oh that was great when Cat Stevens did that <laughs> doing an accent <laughs> anyway on that note I think we should uh, probably wrap it up it's been a pleasure as always <laughs> in a, an honour and a privilege we'll, I've been James Brewer I've been Danny Sugar Ray. We'll see you next week for Sugary Brew. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.